welcome to the coronavirus episode. Welcome to all listeners, those who are healthy, those who aren't, those who are depressed, those who are happy, those who are lonely, and those who are alone. The coronavirus has taken the nation off its feet and slammed it on its face, breaking every bone in everyone's body. So I hope everyone is holding up relatively okay. I hope the isolation is going well and the not-so-isolated ones. I hope you're going well too. So it's quite apparent that cracks are beginning to show. Cracks are beginning to show in my household, in my own head. I'm contemplating shaving my head for one uh, matter. I notice a lot of people have shaved their heads as an act of defiance against the coronavirus. The virus will not think twice about entering your blood cells if it's thinking, oh, he shaved his head, or she shaved his head, or she shaved her head, or he shaved her head while her shed was shaved. And when I mean shed, I mean the actual shed was shaved due to cutbacks. But there's only so many trips to Kalini Hill you can do. There's only so many trips to Bear Marcus. There's only so many logins to house party you can do before you start to feel yourself become a divorce from reality. And when I mean that, as in your thoughts are just going to places they never went to, because everyone's lives always consist of, oh, I'll go to college, I'll go home, I'll go to the gym, I'll go on Instagram for five hours, and then I'll go home and go to bed. Now it's like, I'm on Instagram all day. I'm on house party all day. I'm cooking food all day. I can't go and get a coffee and talk fluent Bulgarian to my best mate all day. So it's it's gas how people are adapting to it. I'm finding the fact that, number one, gyms are closed, and number two, I can't eat out to be the main things I've missed because... Like the fact that I have to turn on the radiator upstairs to get a sweat going is deeply concerning for all involved. And I think the social distancing aspect of it is great because 80% of the people are, well, number one, people aren't going around scoring each other like it's second year Wes, but people are keeping distance, whether it's on the golf course, whether you're going to get a coffee, whether you're going for a walk on the pier, whatever. People aren't exactly holding hands. They're, they're respecting the distance. But it's the people who are like avoiding contact with people like Ronan O'Gara would avoid contact in the defensive line. That's the one that's getting to me. So like in the self-service checkout in Tesco, like people were like afraid of each other. It was like, oh, next up. And people were like afraid to actually go and swipe their stuff because there was a person three meters away from them. And they kind of slid in like a snake sliding into a rabbit hole looking for dessert but yeah it's it's weird because i was walking the other day and you know the way when you're on a path people just make way you go on the left hand side they go on the right hand side or vice versa the person opposite me on the path they ran on the road and i was like it was like what are you doing you're going to get hit by a 46a and then you're going to have a funeral and people will be like, did, uh, did Mary die of the, the coronavirus? And no, she leapt in front of a 46A to avoid some 25-year-old on the N11 path. But yeah, as I said, like house party is is providing great, it's, it's a great escape for 
social awkwardness or loneliness. It's good for the interactions. I'm talking to people I haven't spoken to in ages. I'm talking to all the people I normally wouldn't talk to in nightclubs because I don't necessarily want to talk to them. And the best thing is, is that unlike saying the crystal sweet, that when you're forced into a conversation with a complete social climbing pothole, you can just exit the conversation with no hard feelings. Well, in clubs, you're like, oh, how are you getting on? And they're like, yeah, I haven't seen you in ages. It's like, yeah, we've been here before, mate. We know why. And you're just stuck there, and you may have to buy them a drink. I never buy people. I don't really like drinks. So if I don't buy you a drink in club, I'm sorry. You know now. The cat is out of the bag. And it's screaming and it's saying it does not want to buy you a pint. But yeah, it's it's unnerving times, and it's going to be like this for the next several weeks, if not months. And the sooner everyone just kind of buys into that, I think we'll all be better for it. And what I'm looking forward to is just the invent of ways and the invent of ideas people come up with to like ease the loneliness or ease it. Like what I think is going to happen is people are going to get so afraid of the virus. And listen, I've been getting a lot of hate mail naturally because when it kind of became apparent that this virus was going to take people's lives and cause the country to essentially shut down. I took to Twitter, which is my safe haven, because I like just to take to Twitter when I like to voice my concern or anger or anything. But I tweeted the following. So after the guidelines were sent out and stuff like that, I thought it'd be a good idea to say the following. So it's vital not to do the following. Socialize with groups. Do not leave your house unless it's absolutely necessary. Do not attend gatherings of over 100 people and avoid contact with other human beings. So this will all just be another normal day in the life of a Gonzaga Pass people. It got plenty of likes, but it also got a lot of responses. Being like, piss off. You're not taking this seriously. Some people talk to WhatsApp, some people talk to Instagram to highlight that it's not a laughing matter. I wasn't making a joke about the coronavirus. I was making a joke about Gonzaga Pass peoples who have made a joke of me several times at my expense. I'm worried about the disease. I'm worried about people in my family getting the disease. Me as a type 1 diabetic, I'm meant to fear this more than the average 25-year-old should, and I do. And I respect that the virus isn't going to look at me and be like, ah, yeah, we'll give him a pass. I'm sure he's a diabetic. We'll give him a pass. You know, let's get easy. He's... He's already, you know, bottled the 2013 Senior Cup final. He's, he's suffered enough. But, you know, let's not go there. But, yeah, I think once the virus affects people really close to us, our friends, our close friends, or maybe our family members, our grandparents, and I touch wood for everyone listening to this podcast that, that it just is never the case, but it could easily be the case. And that's when I think we'll hit home. And people will start really you know, getting worried and people will start getting more upset than they are now. And that's what I hate seeing. I hate seeing my family. I hate seeing my friends so upset about it. And I'm just like, you got to make the best of a terrible situation because as I said, this could be go, this could go on for six, 12 months. It's going to affect your holidays. It's going to affect your plans. It's going to affect your mindset going forward. So you just got to make the best of a bad situation. And I, I hope people do the same. I'm not saying everyone needs to go around and be like, this is deadly. Let's all go to coppers and die. No, don't do that. But it's important to just make the best of a bad situation. And I'm going to keep stressing that. 
And that's what my Insta bio says. So, you know, check it out. And if you don't know me on Instagram, follow me. And I won't follow you back because I don't like you. And you shouldn't like me either. But another thing I was thinking about is it's going to be very important for the PGA to note that, like, it essentially must consider, it must now consider all past people union, all AIL gatherings, and all, like, charity golfing outings. They essentially are now going to have to be official PGA Tour events because the majority of human beings in Dublin who played golf socially are all professional athletes in Ireland. They're now going to be, by the end of this, scratch golfers. So the PGA must adhere to the guidelines and be like, right, well, the Leinster outing sponsored by the Simon community is now going to be a PGA Tour event. And alongside Johnny Sexton and Rob Carney today in the three-ball outing at 9.06 a.m. is Rory McIlroy. Rory, how do you feel about playing in the Simon community uh, rugby outing today? Well, it's obviously absolutely fantastic. I don't know why I'm doing a Rory Bath voice, but yeah, I'll do my best at the end of the day. And um, <laughs> what am I talking about? But genuinely, the amount of people who are playing golf is going to make open competitions much tougher and it's going to make all these outings much tougher to win so i think the pga and european tour need to you know see fit you look around looking at the tv i've just avoided the tv i just park it when i go home i listen to music i listen to podcasts i watch tv shows i watch films whatever i just i pick up my guitar but like you look at the tv and you're like oh everyone's depressed boris johnson Donald Trump's there like, it's all great. It's all great. We're going to be great. We're going to be good. But like the stock market is in decline. The country's in a mess. And like the only thing that would be seeing more declines than the stock market is probably the card machine at Julius on the final Sunday of June as the heart of D4 explodes. And everyone is officially declared bankrupt. And the last meow... Tame meow of the Celtic tiger is heard. Imagine that. It'd be like, oh, your bowl of fucking unpronounceable sugar, alcohol, and Sprite is no longer able to be consumed because you've no money left. It'd be like, and it'd be like, obrigado, your card, it did not go through. And they'd be like, oh, I'll try my credit card. No, that didn't go through either. And the harsh realities of the effect the terrible effects of the coronavirus will be felt and it will be shattered and it will be sending ripples through the several levels of the hill at Julius. So, yeah, scary times. Holidays have been cancelled. People need to put stuff on the back burner. People are staring at their animals thinking, what is happening? Like, for once, I can relate to Tom Hanks in Castaway, I now look at empty Diet Coke cans and kind of talk to them and say, what is going to happen? And they just stare back at me. And I'm tempted to call the 330 milliliter Diet Coke can in the recycle bin, call him Wilson. And just be like, Wilson, what's going on? Wilson? But I don't know. That, that could be the desperate measures ones may take. And how funny was the the reluctance of clubs and bars and stuff to close when it was a, like 
it was so clear that the government were like, listen, I think it's a good idea. We should shut all clubs and bars. But there were still bars that were like, uh, let's uh, maybe squeeze another day or two out of this. So we're open. And everyone was like, yeah, we're here. <laughs> listen to this audio. We're all here in the Temple Bar for Johnny Stagdo. Fucking hell, coronavirus. Couldn't give a fuck, mate. One, two, three, four. Sweet Caroline. Uh, uh, uh. This, this was basically the reaction of the public. Well, or the international public. At the news that people should not gather in pubs and risk their lives. <laughs> like, unless someone was brought out on a stretcher foaming at the mouth, people still had to be served G&Ts for 14 euro. And I think it's important that people need to take note of, like, the pubs that stayed open, that were just reckless in staying open, the clubs that stayed open. Like, do take note that the likes of Zosmus and stuff like that, Cafe on same, like, why Cafe is open at three in the morning? Coppers closed immediately once. They knew it'd be a huge risk to people in, you know, close proximity and hundreds of people spitting, listening to Mr. Brightside and getting sweaty. But lo and behold, the horrible, obnoxious neighbor with the 2019 Merc with not a scrape on it named Crystal Nightclub. That literally stayed open until Leo Varadkar was on his knees just being like, uh, not all heroes wear capes. And we'd greatly appreciate if Crystal Nightclub could close its doors because so many potholes will score the face off each other until literally Corona drinks are foaming at the mouth at the possibility that maybe, maybe that Mount Anvil bird from the class of 2016 doesn't necessarily need to get her bit. But yeah, Leo's, Leo's speech, kind of uplifting yeah kind of concerning this will get worse doctors and nurses are going to be flat out and this is the camp before the storm like it sounded like eddie o'sullivan's speech before the six nations campaign before he got sacked like not all heroes wear capes yeah not all heroes do wear capes leo that is the truth and yes all the doctors all the nurses all the people working in Tesco and all those outlets helping us along the way in the pharmacies, all the staff working there, credit to you. It's really in time of need. You need to step up and everyone has stepped up. So, you know, I, I speak on the 14 listeners here. Great work. And I, I don't mean that tongue in cheek. Like I actually do mean that you were doing absolutely phenomenal work and saving lives at this terrible, terrible time where everyone needs to appreciate the little things. Like, you know, the real people who are suffering here. And it's not, you know, the schools. Well, it is the schools, but think of all the people losing their jobs. Think of the bars being shut down. Think of the people getting affected, the sick and the old. And genuinely, all my prayers and all my thoughts do go out to you. And all the burglars. Think of Chopesky and Marv, or what's his name? Marv and whatever, in Home Alone. Imagine all the burglars just sitting outside houses, just being like, just fucking leave already. Can, like, imagine Home Alone being shot during the coronavirus. 
you know that scene where Kevin has to like get all these fake cut out cardboard cutouts and convince that Marvin is made that there's someone at home. He wouldn't need to do that because that trip would never have happened. They wouldn't have gone to Paris because it would have been like hello, uh, you, uh, your, uh, your lovely trip to Paris is being cancelled in your family of 16 who needs to travel. But unfortunately, the Ryanair French, um, <laughs> unfortunately, the French um, industry of Ryanair will not be given refunds. And for that matter, all Ryanair refunds will not be given out. So tough one, mate. Tough as shit, mate. But yeah, think of burglars. It's a tough time for them. They have no houses to burgle. What else? Like the bouncer outside that pub, remember like the day or two after? The bouncer, the guy's film, like, you shouldn't be doing this. The government, the government were saying you should show this. And your man just starts flashing his light at the guy filming. Turn that off. Uh, why should I stop film? Uh It's against the law. Uh, whose law is that now? Uh, my law. Like, imagine that. That guy resting his sweaty, fat face against his pillow that night going... Yeah, my day consisted of me flashing a light in the seven-degree temperature when people are literally crying in the streets because they're so worried up to their noses that some guy filming a pub that shouldn't be open, I took the liberties to be like, you know what, mate, stop videoing because I said so. Idiot. Now, I'd say last thing really is what can you do during isolation? Well, number one, you can listen to terrible podcasts like mine. You can read books. You can watch series. I did post a Netflix recommendation list, which many people have actually given me positive feedback. So thank you very much for that. And I do genuinely suggest people adhere to it because there's a lot of stuff on Netflix now you can catch up on. A lot of informative documentaries as well you can pick up on. What else? You can learn how to play the guitar, the piano. What better way to spend the next month or two learning the guitar? The amount of people who've probably gone, I wish I could play the guitar. Well, now do it. There's YouTube videos. I will give guitar lessons. That's maybe something I could do. I could give guitar lessons. Sign up to a house party. I will give guitar lessons to six other people at the rate of 25 euro because I'm desperate. Clean shit. What about that? Clean your car. Clean the garden. Go to your parents and be like, can I help you with anything? Can I clean the house? Can I paint something? Do that. What else? You can play golf. Become a professional golfer. Hike. Skateboard. Mountain bike, if you've got a mountain bike. And if you have a mountain bike, let me know, because I want to use it. And I want to fall flat on my face like I've done many a times. Go for a walk. Play PS3. Play, pay, pay me. <laughs> play PS4. Play board games. Play poker. Sit out. Show that old dog that maybe has only a few months left of its poor life that you still love it, or at least pretend to love it. So yeah, I'm now glad to say that I am joined by Jack Gaines and Mick the Taxi Man and had a great chat, great, great chat with them. Here it is. So in these truly testing times for us all, I thought it'd be a great idea to get two very special guests on the show to talk about their lives and how are they coping with their day-to-day -day lives and how the virus and everything that's been brought alongside with it has affected them. 
So today I'm joined by fitness legend Jack Gaines and arguably one of the best tax, taxi men in the country, Mick. So first and foremost, I want to have a quick chat with Jack. So first of all, thank you for coming on, Jack. And how are you keeping in this weather? Absolutely no problem, Richie. Do you know what? I'm absolutely delighted to be here on the Rallon Rants. Uh, now, first of all, if you don't mind me doing this, I'm just going to do a little quick shout out. Can I do a yep. quick shout out to my sponsors? So I've got three sponsors first I want to shout out to. I've got Cluck Cluck Chickens, who are supplying all my chicken at the moment. Then I've also got John East Tuna, who are currently supplying my tuna chunks at the moment. And then finally, but not least, we've Chapel Lizard Cheddar Cheese. Now, they're running with the cheddar cheese at the moment. But as I say, I'm open to other sponsors out there. So if there's anyone else out there, feel free to throw it back at me. Okay? Um, now, if you don't mind me saying as well, Richie, there is that elephant in the room at the moment. You can probably feel it. I can feel it. It's all around me at the moment. But that elephant is obviously this virus. Coronavirus. COVID-19. We're all scared. That's all the talk's about at the moment. You know, you have COVID-19, this. Have you seen COVID-19? Have you seen the fucking size of COVID-19? <laughs> you know, it's non-stop at the moment, Richie. And I feel, you know, obviously it is out there, but at the same time, we're going to get through. And we obviously heard the tea shot there the other night. He was giving it socks on the TV, the nine o'clock news, you know, telling people they're going to be okay. No one really cares about what the tea shot says. But what people do care about, and I think they will, is what I'm about to say. So if you do not mind, can I have a little word to the nation? Well, yeah, Jack, it'd be an honour to have you state and, you know, speak to the nation during this tough and taxing time for us all. So, yeah, the floor is yours. Okay, well, thanks very much, Richie. Now, I'm going to try and do this as professionally as I can. So I'm going to talk like I'm, I'm literally standing in front of a nation. So I might get a bit emotional at times. So if people do start crying... Um, don't worry, I understand that. It does get quite emotional when you're listening to someone like me. I can be quite inspiring, as you've probably seen from videos. But I'm going to kick it off with a, a good evening, Ireland. So I'm going to start like that. So I might as well get going. Good evening, okay. Ireland. Jack Gaines here. I speak to you tonight in what can only be described as Ireland's toughest hour. Apart from maybe places or things in life like the famine. Obviously, that was rough. Now, you also had things like the 1916 rise, and that was fucking tough, seemingly, as well. Uh, then you had things like the Civil War, and then not so recent there, only last year when we lost to Japan in the World Cup. That was obviously sick as well. But um, we've obviously gone through our tough times. Now, I'm just going to quickly first say a few things to the people of Ireland. Sorry, I'm back to focus here. First thing first, stay the fuck away from old people. You heard it before. Stay the fuck. It's something I probably thought I'd never hear me say. But stop going near old people. Right, they will die if you touch them with COVID-19. So do understand that. And also, stay the fuck away from kids. While I'm at it, I might as well say it. That's nothing to do with COVID-19. Just stay the <laughs> fuck away from kids in general. Right? It could be a good lesson to social distancing. Now, next thing I need to say is stay away from people with health problems. So you've obviously got people with asthma. Uh, you've people with kidney disease, heart failure, and then vegans as well. Stay away from them, right? And lastly, the people you probably need to stay away from are finally fat people. Now, they are going to suffer the most. So we actually expect in the next week over 15,000 fat people to be out of food. 
This is the calm before the storm. I want the fat people to know that. It will get worse. But we will get there in the end. You guys mightn't, but we will. So start being more active. That's my thing I say to the fat people. Uh, now also, it goes without saying, we might as well mention the nurses and dockies out there, the doctors. They're doing a fucking shitload at the moment. They're working effortlessly around the clock. And as Racker said the other night, which I thought was an amazing quote, I'll probably use it myself, not all doctors wear capes. <laughs> like, it is ridiculous. I heard it the other night, and I was like, fucking hell, that's a good one. I'm going to bank that. I'll keep it for my vids later on. Um, but like I say, we as a nation, we've gone through so much hardship before. Like, you think about last year or two years ago, we had the vegan epidemic of 2018, which affected nearly 50% of our population in Ireland. And you look over in America and affected nearly 150 million people over in America. So we got through that and we're going to get through this. But I also always think there's a spirit in this country. Like, you know, we have gone through so many hard times and now it's no different. So I genuinely believe we come together. Not physically, obviously, because I've just told you, stay away from people. But mentally, we're going to beat this disease. So thank you very much. And thank you, Ireland. There's definitely tears out there, Richie. I can feel it. Yeah, there's a lot of touching, touching words there, Jack. So I appreciate it, and I I can tell there. No problem. Really, I'm here to help. You know, it came came really from the heart, and as I said, it's definitely going to help a lot of people in these tough, tough times. And speaking of tough times and all that, I don't want to get too negative because, as you said, it's it's important to look at the bigger picture here. And oh, certainly, definitely is. Yeah, one of the the biggest things happening now is the inventive ways of keeping your mental health in a good place, keeping physically in a good place. Yeah. A lot of people working out at home, doing stuff online, Skyping each other, house party, all that type of stuff. So I'm just wondering, like, tell us a bit more about your new training plan during this time of crisis and how you've adapted to such, you know, concerning circumstances and odd circumstances. Most definitely. Like, I 100% believe when there's a crisis or something smacks you straight in the face, it makes you start to think. And I started thinking, I was sitting there at home and I was like, we've definitely got a training bag, a training in the bank. And I've all these new things running through my head. So I devised a fucking retarded, excuse the language, training plan. Now this one, uh, it starts off, right? So I'm just going to go through it. There's a couple of different things. So just bear with me now for a minute. First thing first, I call it, this is amazing. <laughs> I just kind of came to me the self-isolation station <laughs> how ridiculous is that right so what it is over the next month i'm basically gonna go randle me up to someone's gaff right so they'll obviously be in self-isolation they won't know i'm coming and a car will pull up up to their house and being towed behind the car will be me in a glass box <laughs> and i will go through all these different routines with them. Obviously, they can't touch me, and I won't be able to touch them with the, the whole self-isolation thing. But I'm going to show them, like, so many amazing workouts that's going to get them sweating like an absolute pig. Do you know what I mean? Um, now, also, that winner, so we'll run a comp at the end. But the winner of that, they're also going to get a little hamper, as I like to call it. Another just came to me. The COVID care package. <laughs> How ridiculous is that? A COVID care package. Now, I hear you all out there asking me, what do you get in this package? Well, I'm going to tell you. 
You're going to get 20 toilet rolls. You're going to get four packs of wet wipes. You're going to get 10 hand sanitizers, which are gold dust at the moment. Nobody can get their hands on. You're going to get five face masks. And you're also going to get a bottle of Jif. So I'm going to throw that one in as well. And I'm also going to throw in a box of the three C's. So you're going to get a big box of chicken, cheese, and tuna. Right? And those are obviously sponsored by Cluck Cluck Chickens, Johnny's Tuna, and Chapel Littered Cheddar Cheese. So as I say, I'm open to more sponsors if you, if you are out there and want to come my way. But this is the best part. I actually get so excited when I talk about this bit. There is the most valuable part of this whole package. And what it is, is there's three new exercises. So obviously you guys have done all my exercises before. High Hitler's, Russian leg sweeps, kangaroo hops, all that jazz. I've created three home exercises to tackle this virus. And a fucking will if you do them. So I'm going to name them out. The first one, the Wuhan Wiggle. Right? So that is, that is insane, the Wuhan Wiggle. That will get you wiggling very quickly. Number two, John East. Sorry, excuse me, number two. I was going to say John East. I'm going to go again there. Three home exercises. First one, the Wuhan Wiggle. Number two, the Bent Over Bat. How ridiculous is that? And number three, the COVID Kicks. Now, to do the COVID Kicks, I'd probably make sure you do 19 each side. Make sure you're doing 19 each leg for the COVIDs. So you're going to have those three. And I promise you right now, you do them solidly for another three to 12 weeks and the virus will be gone. We'll have this kicked out of this country very quickly. But uh, Richie, I think that's what I've got to tell you there about my little package that I'm going to be running. If people do want to be in for a chance of winning that package, you're going to have to sign up to Rallon's Rants at the very end of this, and I'm going to call a winner out and decide the next week, and I'll be out to you in a glass box in either two to three weeks. They're actually still building that glass box at the moment. But it is in the works, and we're going to be there very soon. So uh, I, that's definitely getting people excited out there, no doubt. So, Jack, we have a question here from Mary from Runa Muxville. Oh, Mary, I know her well, know her well. And she was basically saying, if you were too old and tired to do exercise is there any alternative mary 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 i know you so well at this stage now for those of you who do not know mary from run muxville she is constantly on to me and i'm not gonna lie it can get pretty annoying she is sending me emails probably four to five times a day which is getting pretty annoying at the moment mary quick answer to, to your question is uh, you can there's lots of things to do for old people now the main thing is stay away from young people now i'm just involved in that in because young people are obviously genetically better they'll get you down you'll start thinking they're better than you but they are as well now what i am going to say to you mary as well because i just remembered you emailed me something last week which just came to mind mary for those of you who don't know her she runs a community center down the back arse of nowhere so down near run muxville and she basically got on to me and she said gains this is before the whole virus kicked off by the way uh she said jack would you be able to come down to our community centre and maybe run the kids through something very quick and easy, like a workout? Now, people know me. I love a little bit of charity every now and then. I love a little bit of charity. I'd be happy enough to go down. And I was emailing back and forth, and I said, listen, Mary, happy to do it. What's the ching-ching involved? Am I getting a little bit of payment here? And Mary replied to me, 
Jack, we are a non-profit organization, so our payment can be in tea and sandwiches. <laughs> tea and sandwiches, Mary. I'm not a charity. Right? So that mail went straight into the junk, and I move on from there. So what I'm trying to say is, I'm all for the people, but you got to pay the dollar if you want the, the top top kind of fitness gurus out there, which I personally myself, I know I am. Uh, but that is Mary. And Mary, uh, I think I jumped around your question, but... 100% Mary, old people can make a difference in Ireland. I think that was the question. Yeah, more or less. I'm sure she'll be content with that answer in short. But in short. Um, listen, listen, Jack, thank you very much for having a quick chat. I'm just going to ask you just to stay on the line, just in the background, but I'm going to have my next guest on. I'll loom in the background, Richie, for you. Yeah, I'll, be just doing, lo- I'll be doing Wuhan Wiggles in the background. <laughs> yes, please. Okay. Yeah. And I'm just going to welcome our next guest on. And this is Mick, the infamous taxi man. So, Mick, are you there? Uh, I am indeed, Rollo. Who are you? All right, listen, Mick, great to hear from you. And um, be on the show, being honest with you, Rollo. Well, listen, it's a pleasure to get you on. I know how um, hard we've worked to get this um, sorted, so I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. So, without, without further ado, I just want to ask you, Mick, how, how are you getting on today? <sighs> if you're honest, I'll be better. Not gonna lie to you, Rallo. I have been better, and uh, there was a bit of hope. I think that was given by Gaines there. Jack spoke, I thought, fairly well on the phone, um, just talking to you about what he's going to do and the, that lovely little speech he gave to the nation. Jesus, it was nearly nearly in tears myself. I think I did have a little tear. If I'm not gonna lie to you, uh, now I just thought if Jack had a little message to the nation, maybe you let me have a little message. Is that okay, Rallo? Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely, Mick. Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, my message is to Ireland as well. Might as well say it all to Ireland. Uh, the message is, stop buying so much fucking toilet roll. I fucking mean that on a serious note. Right? I went to four shops yesterday and there wasn't a fucking sniffer bog roll. I'm not fucking joking. Four different shops. I went to Tesco. I went to Spar. Fucking Euro Spar. And also Dunn Stars. And not a toilet roll to be seen. So stop fucking buying them. Do you know what I mean? At this rate, I'd be fucking out, out in the garden wiping my arse with the fucking leaves. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm serious now. We've toilet roll in this country to beat the fucking bandwagon. I don't know why we could actually produce the toilet roll here in Ireland. Just stop buying it. Just think of all the old people out there that I've had to fucking rob. Because I can't get my hands on it. I'm only joking. I haven't been robbing any old people now. But that is a fucking serious note. Stop, stop buying up all the jacks roll. There's literally none left in the shops. Now, the other thing, if you don't mind me, I'll get on to, and this has also been addressed to the nation. Uh, for people that know me, you know I'm not a racist. Rallo, you know I'm not a racist. I know I'm not a racist. The nation knows I'm not a racist. But we wouldn't be in this situation if it wasn't for the fucking Chinese. They're out there eating these fucking bloody bats, armadillos, badgers... <laughs> fucking whatever they can get their hands on it's eaten and consumed right so my message is basically to the chinese people as well enough with the fucking wild animals right eat some normal shite you fucking have your three and ones your curry chips eat them leave the badgers and armadillos alone for fuck's sake sorry i'm getting very head up here rallo i have one more thing to say when i'm talking to the nation here yeah lastly while i'm on the subject i know i'm rambling a little bit here rallo but as I said, it's got to the stage, it's ridiculous. I'm walking around here, I can't fucking sneeze without being fucking shot. 
Do you know what I mean? The fear. You know, he's... Uh, at you! Fucking... Ah, don't be fucking doing that! Some old woman in the background. Ah, but what the fuck? I've got allergies, Rallo. Right? I've always fucking sneezed since the age of four. I'm highly allergic to beans and rashers. Right, now, I'd have them most mornings for a brekkie. Just, I fucking love beans and rashers. But I'm very allergic. It'll have me sneezing. So I, I've always sneezed. Regardless. So that's my last thing, sorry, to say, Rallo. Just about the sneezing then. No, that's absolutely fine. And it's I'm relatable. Fairly walked up there, Rallo. I'm sorry. Fairly, <laughs> you're okay, you're okay, mate. It's a, it's, a tough, it's a tough time for us all, Mick. And, and I just want to ask how has the coronavirus affected you? Not well, Maybe personally, but obviously you've been driving around taxis now for several years, a long, long time. And how has that affected your business? Has it had a real negative effect on it? Has it fucking what? Are you mad? I even had a fair, I swear to God now, this isn't a word of a lie. I even had a hair, a fuck, I was going to say hair. <laughs> I fucking haven't got a fucking hair in my head. I even had a fair in four fucking days, Rallo. Four days. Not a word of a lie. Either people are too scared to get in to be carried to think I've got the fucking thing. Well, I'm not joking. I'm a little scared when I'm going past people as well. I'm going, Chase, he looks a bit fucking sick. We'll keep going. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's kind of walking both ways where I don't want them in my car, but they don't want, I was going to say me in their car, but I don't want them. They probably wouldn't want me in, me in their car anyway, but I don't want them in me car as well. Right? And now the other thing that was brought in there last week, which is an absolute farcical, is... The government now have all these taxi men wearing fucking rubber gloves and a mask. Rubber gloves and a mask, Rallo. I look like fucking Hannibal Lecter driving around the place. <laughs> look like I'm going to eat their fucking kidneys if they get in the car. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, how the fuck am I going to get a fare with that? You know, it's just non-stop at the moment, so I can't get a fare. Being honest, I don't want to get a fare nearly. But, you know, we're going to have to see in the future what goes on, but I can't keep going this way. I'll be out of the gaff pretty soon, if that is the case, you know. Yeah, no doubt. It's testing times for us all. And like you're saying there that the customers aren't doing you favours and vice versa, or maybe that might be a bit dismissive of me saying you aren't doing them favours, so forgive me. Best, if... Rallo. What can I do? Well, as a in... hand job in the back. <laughs> but then who'd be driving the taxi? Exactly, Rallo. I have to do my job. Not that I would be given hand jobs, but I have to do my job. <laughs> And Jack Gaines, who was on earlier, he was talking about adapting to oh, yeah, current circumstances. Yeah. And he was saying how he's going to run a competition um, for the public. So I was wondering, in these testing times, is there anything you yourself could offer uh, to the people in time of need? Well, I could offer? Yeah. I haven't got a fucking pot to piss in at the moment, Rallo. You don't listen to what I was saying. I haven't had a fair in four fucking days. But... In saying that, people know me, and they know me very well. And they know I'm a man of the people. I always have been, and I always will be, right? So I'm going to do something. So for anyone that gets into my car, I'm going to run a discount for one week. And obviously, if the situation in Ireland gets worse, I might run it for a second week, but we'll come to that if it does. And basically, it's going to be a discount, 10%. So anyone who gets into my taxi, and you say to me, so you jump in my car, and you go, can I get a Corona cab? So if you say that to me, I will turn around and I'll probably wink at you and I'll go, Roy, son, 10% off. And that's it. You'll get your fare 10% knocked off, up to a certain price, obviously. Do you know what I mean? You can't go, 
can I get a Corona cab? Where are you going? Fucking Belfast. Not a hope. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We're not going to drop you to fucking Belfast and you get 10% off. We'll say inside 50, 60 euro. Right. So if you're going to the airport or anything like that, 10% off. Now, just on that though, because I've had problems with this before. I ran it there a couple of years back during the boom times. I was doing very well. I threw the discount code out. Be careful you don't say it to a random taxi driver when you get in because they won't have a fucking breeze what you're on about. If you jump into a random and go, can we get a Corona cab? They'll go, what the fuck are you on about? <laughs> so please don't do that. And don't do it to the Nigerians. Now, sorry, just before I continue. Not being racist, you know I'm not racist. Never have been racist, Rallo. You know that. Um, but the Nigerians, they wouldn't have a fucking clue. So just be careful, especially with the Nigerians. Also the Polish. I'll bring the Polish into that one as well. They really wouldn't have a clue either. But I'll run that one now for the next week. So like Jack said, if you want to maybe jump on board with the discounts, you can get an early one. Early board catches the fucking warm. That's what my mother used to say to me when I was younger. Uh, early board catches the warm. So if they sign up now to Rallo's Rants, Rallo's Rants, they'll get 10% off um, to the winner. Not to everyone that signs up. Jesus Christ, you're not fucking loaded. <laughs> do you know what I mean? To the winner that we call out over the next week. Now, Gaines talked about doing a video um, over the next week. I, I don't think I should do it. There's no point in me doing a video. Or I might do one. I might throw it out there in the next week or so. Other than that, Rallo, I think that's everything. I'd like to just say, lastly, to the nation of Ireland. I know it's doom and gloom at the moment. But fuck it, we'll get there. Do you know what I mean? We're going to be grand. We'll be fucking grand. People say self-isolate. Do that. It doesn't mean you can't drink by yourself. I fucking love drinking by myself. Do you know what I mean? So it's not the end of the world. Offies are still open. Get out there. Get your cans. Get your naggins. Get your shoulders. Back to the gaff and get fucking locked. And lastly, just to say before we sign off, Alan. Yep. Back to the toilet roll, please. And on a serious <laughs> note, I know everyone thinks, oh yeah, it makes all a bit of a joke and a bit of a laugh. Please stop buying up the fucking toilet roll. Because I mean that, four fucking shops day, I don't have time to do that. That means I'm not getting fares when I'm trying to get Jack's Ronald. So please, as a fucking from me heart, stop buying up the fucking toilet roll, right? Um, other than that, thank you, Rallo, and to the nation of Ireland, we're going to get there sooner rather than later. Well said, Mick. And thank you very much for coming on, Mick, and uh, Jack as well, who's probably still... Somewhere in the background there on the line, so I kind of thank both of you. I'm going to bent over bats at the moment. Oh, how many sets did you get in, Jack? For the bent over bats, it was 12. For the COVID-19s, 19 each. And then the Wuhan, Wuhan Wiggle. I was actually doing that probably for about, I'm fucking out of breath here, about 25 <laughs> minutes. So I didn't think he was going to be that long, being honest. So I said I'd do the Wuhan Wiggles in the meantime, but Mick went on for a while, so... I'm fairly tired, but I'm definitely feeling that virus is not going to get me. Fantastic. Well, listen, thanks for coming on, lads. And as Mick rightfully said, we will get through this eventually. No problem. Thank you, Rallo. Thanks very much, Richie. Thank you. Thank you for listening. And genuinely, I do mean that. And I will remind you that I do have a patron page. And I do have many, many patrons. And I do want to thank a lot of them. And when I mean a lot of them, I do mean all of them. Because genuinely, I spent hours recording this. There's equipment that needs to be paid for. Subscriptions on SoundCloud and all that that need to be paid for. Sometimes I need to pay guests. And when I mean pay guests, I need to pay for them. 
and their PAs, annoying PAs. So thank you very much for listening. Do stay safe. And yeah, I suppose a bit like a 16-year-old golden retriever on his way to the vet. I know this is the end and the end is near. I don't mean that as in like I literally think I'm going to die as in this podcast. The end is near. It's over. So thank you for listening. Stay safe. You know, talk to your friends, talk to your family, speak out. If you feel crap because it's a crappy time for us all, talk to someone. Talk to me if you need to. Talk to your family, talk to your friends. I sound like I sound like Brendan Rodgers. The players were fantastic. They were credit to their families, their friends, the players. But um yeah. So times like this that I think Paul Pogba must surely do more. And Graeme Souness is right. He must do better. Anyway, peace out. Take on, go to Mums, kill Phil. Sorry. Grab Liz, go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint, and wait for all this to blow over. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy!